Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Listen anytime you miss a service or want to hear a message again from our Sunday worship services and select special services. Lead Pastor Brian Bauer, as well as guest speakers, will bring messages that will help you encounter God, love people. Join us for virtual service on Facebook Live at Encounter Thrive. Or for those comfortable, we'd love to have you for our in-person services Sundays at 10. To learn about us, what we believe, how to connect, how to give, or how to find us, visit the all-new EncounterThrive.com. And now, here is our message. Good morning, Thrive. It is Trunk or Treat Sunday, so very fun, very exciting. It's also why we're a little scaled down this morning. That's why our big screen isn't up and not our full stage and full band. Uh, And we won't be back next week because we have off next week. The reason why is just, uh, just our lease agreement. They had already had an event scheduled here for before we came in uh, as tenants here for Sundays. That's why we can't be here next week. Um, we will post a devotional for you to watch online. And then two weeks back, full force. You will notice, does anybody notice, and I just want to throw this plug in there, separate from the building fund. Does anybody notice, even though it's smaller and lower, it's a lot easier to see the TV than when our screen is up? Yeah, there's this thing called the sun, and it makes it really hard <laughs> with our screen to, to see it. So, so we are basically in a, we're looking at the uh, maybe purchasing some either large TVs for the outsides to be on stands, or the other option is an LED screen that's large. The thing about an LED screen is it's about fifteen to 20000 um, So that's probably not our first choice. Uh, while I, we would love it, and it could transition into a building with us, it's expensive. Um, the TVs with their stands would probably be about three to 5000 So if somebody is in the church and you're like, that's on my heart, I'll help with that, uh, let us know and you can give towards that. This is not a joke. I'm very serious. Um, so just letting you know uh, that if you wanted to give towards that, uh, you, you absolutely could. Um, or designate something towards that, you, you could, and just make it a little more enjoyable, easier to see. And it probably makes setup just a little bit easier for us on Sundays. Uh, the second thing I'm supposed to just really plug, take a box. Take some shoe boxes for Operation Christmas Child. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's one of the best things we do all year. It's super easy. And you are, uh, just from putting that together, you're sending the gospel to kids all over the world, and not just not just the gospel, the word of the gospel, uh, but the work of the gospel. You're doing both. You are sending, you're, you're handing them the gospel. They are seeing Christ loves them where they are, but even more than that, they're seeing uh, that that God's word is true. So please grab grab some boxes. Uh, last year, uh, my wife and I, I think we did with our homeschool co-op. We did like 15. Um, we're going to try and do a few more this year. Um, take, take boxes. Let's, let's, I think last year we broke a hundred, 102. So, uh, let's, this year, let's break a thousand. No, (laughs) that'd be amazing. But, uh, but we should at least meet last year, if not more, 150, 200. We can do it, church. Uh, so we are wrapping up the series, Strange Fire. And that comes from that section of scripture about, uh, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, went into the temple of the Lord that God instructed Moses and the Israelites to build in the desert. And God kind of basically said, this is how I want to be worshipped. But it was very specific, like you got to worship me this way and not any other way. And Adab and Abihu did it another way. Let's just read the section of scripture here. Aaron's sons, this is in Leviticus 10, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, 
put coals of fire in their incense burners and sprinkled incense over them. In this way, they disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire. Another version says strange fire. Different than he had commanded. So fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and burned them up. And they died there before the Lord. And Moses says to Aaron, this is what the Lord meant when he said, I'll display my holiness through those who come near me. I will display my glory before all the people. And Aaron was silent. A lot of people don't like scriptures like this because they're like, this is, this, this is, this, that, God sounds mean. I don't like that. I want the loving God. I want the nice God. God is loving. God is nice. And here's the thing. He commanded, he told them how to do it. He told them, this is the way you come to me, this is the way you worship me, go about me this way. Isn't it interesting that you're like, God's so unloving when his justice comes through on something that we did wrong, right? Does anybody here have their two-year-old say to them when you pull them out of the streets, say to them, you just don't love me. You don't, you're not a very loving parent, right? No, no, not at all, right? If they, if they, if they're like, don't, if we're like, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, and our six-year-old's like, no, I'm doing it. Bam. Oh, my hand. I told you not to touch the stove. But we do that with God all the time, right? And, and what we've done, especially in the Western world, and by West, I mean all Western nations, uh, Australia, England, Canada, uh, Europe, uh, and America, is we have, we've combined a lot of things into this strange fire into meshing and mixing things that were never meant to be mixed in the pursuit and walk with Christ. And because of it, we have, we have whole, our whole society is being deconstructed as we watch the world around us. And this is not a anti what's happening in America message series and, and anti the right or the left or whatever. This is, this is a, this is a, this is a pro setting ourselves apart series. That we belong to the Lord and nobody else. So we're, we're going to do our best to approach and worship him as he longs to be and asks to be worshipped. And nothing else. So were we a Christian nation? Well, we were in the idea that it was what we were based upon. Were we living up to it? No, of course not. We're, we're humans. We're, we were striving towards it. And, and the truth is that's true of many nations because... Christianity, when it spread throughout the world, it changed the world. It changed the way the world went about. It changed the idea of what was moral and what wasn't. It gave, believe it or not, it gave women value and placement in society more than they had ever had in the entire history of the world. Uh, it, it, it began to actually deconstruct the idea of racism because it realized uh, in Christ we are all intrinsically valuable one race and, and type of people isn't greater than another. Christianity, when it spread across the globe, and obviously it still hasn't hit all nations and all peoples, um, because I think we'd be raptured if that was the case, but, but as it did that, it brought compassion. It brought love. The first hospitals, I've said this many times, the first hospitals in virtually every nation across the planet were started by Christians everywhere. Why? To offer the gospel, to offer the hope of the gospel. Not just the word of the gospel, but the works of the gospel. And in strange, uh, this idea of strange fire is we, we moved back. We began to just back away. And I think part of it, we just got complacent. 
or we said, well, some things are wrong, and therefore we let the pendulum swing the other way. But unintentionally, we, we began to mix with things that we were never meant to mix with. And it doesn't mean we did, I don't think too many, too many organizations did that in their doctrinal statements. You don't have a whole bunch of denominations at their top level saying, let's rewrite the whole thing. There's, there's not. But, but, but there's a lot of mainline denominations that says, we're going to erase what the Bible said on that. We're going to walk away from what the scripture teaches on this. We're going we're gonna to change our view on that. And, and we've done that in the West. And so our, our small C of the word Christian nation uh, has now, I mean, I, I wouldn't define us as a Christian nation by any stretch. And at best, at best, we are post-Christian. And what we're seeing is, and there's a lot of Christians who, in that transition process, there's a lot of Christians who kind of went along with the idea of saying, well, we're kingdom people, so it doesn't matter what happens to society. And yet that isn't a kingdom principle way of thinking at all. Right? Because we're supposed to live the kingdom out here. We, you, our belief system should influence the way we vote. Our belief system should inter- interact with the way we raise our kids. Our belief system should say, I, I would like a level of morality within our culture, uh, within reason, right? I don't want people necessarily imprisoned for all their sin, but I don't want it to be morally acceptable uh, to have somebody molest my child, right? Are we edging towards that? Portions of it are. And some would say, absolutely not. No, we are. It absolutely is happening. How's that happen? From mixing with some things that we shouldn't have mixed with because we regressed. We pulled back as believers. And our war is not against culture or even the world. Our war is against the kingdom of darkness. It's against Satan and his schemes. But that being said, he doesn't work just in darkness. He works through these things right, to, to diminish the gospel. And in our regression, we picked up stuff that we weren't supposed to. We mixed some, some things that we weren't supposed to. Let me give you a few examples. And, and when did this start happening? Well, you could argue a lot of things, but I think the 1960s kind of set it all in motion, right? Okay, we picked up a lot of Eastern religion in America in the last 60 years, a lot. So the Beatles, right? Their famous uh, Sergeant Pepper's tour, and on many different albums, the Beatles, um, throw up the picture there, guys, please. The Beatles, nope, wrong album. <laughs> wrong band, guys. That one says the band, actually. Keep, nope, also, definitely not the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, you are, you're confused. <laughs> Don't have it? All right. So, well, it was in there. Um, so, so the Beatles, right, they, what they did, and, and many people following them, flew to India and sat with Hindu gurus. There they are. Look at that. Yeah. We might not want to applaud that picture. Um, <laughs> we'll get into why, but thank you guys. All right, so they sit with Hindu gurus, and, and, and other people like Richard Gere fly to meet with the Dalai Lama and, and things like that. But here's the thing. Here's what you don't know. 
Uh, Tony and Tintu know, but the rest of us might not. Most of us don't know. that We don't understand the downside. We think, and what we've done is we've taken these Eastern religions and ideas and we've infiltrated them. How many people here have heard the term karma? Karma. How many people use that term? You might not want to raise your hand. But um, like, oh, yeah, karma. What goes around comes around, right? Karma is an, is an Eastern religion idea, but it's to ascend up the caste system, which is built into their religious beliefs, in order to one day experience uh, their version of heaven. Okay? There's a caste system in India. There are four castes. Am I right? Four castes. But the lowest caste is, is uh, the Dalit people and others. And what you don't know is that is now based in their religious system. You're born into it, and if you're born into it, it is your fault. It is things you did, most likely, in a previous life that brought you to this place. So the parents of Dali children and other poor, uh, poor children will break those children's fingers, break their arms, cut off limbs or fingers in order to make them better at begging in order to then ascend up the hill of the caste system in the next lives. Am I right? They've seen it firsthand. But do you think the Beatles were shown that? Or do you think they looked at it? But they brought it back with them, as well as many others. Here's something you don't know a missionary told me. We hear, anybody here ever heard the term free Tibet? Seen the bumper sticker, right? Tibetan Buddhists driven out of China under the horrible regime. And I will agree, China's not a good regime. China is a horrible regime. But God even uses the horrible. Because here's what you don't know. In the mountains of Tibet where Buddhist monks are, and you have to be a man in order to be a Buddhist monk, you cannot be a woman. Sorry. <laughs> it's not my system. But what you don't know is whether they're given up or kidnapped, Buddhist monks will, those monks will move into the villages and take young boys, sometimes offered up, sometimes kidnapped, to then become and be raised as Buddhist monks. And as they raise them up, they'll rape them. And they teach them that this is helping them ascend in Buddhism to eventually get to nirvana and become great Buddhists. This is the stuff you don't hear about. And yet we've adopted these things into our Christianity. Okay? Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, uh, a very famous band. And here's the thing. Do I, is there stuff by the Beatles I like? You bet there is. They did a lot of amazing music. They did amazing things. They're awesome. Led Zeppelin, though, uh, also very talented guys. Did you also know they dabbled in the occult and they bought Aleister Crowley's home to record albums in? Aleister Crowley, a known, uh, a known occultist. And they recorded their albums there. They embraced this stuff. They leaned into this stuff. And then their drummer dies through very strange, uh, strange bizarre, disturbing circumstances. How does that happen? And what happens when things like that are heroes, or the next one, right? Recently, Lil Nas X, okay, uh, you can throw that picture up there. He, he, not that long ago, he sold the Satan shoes, and there's a drop of blood in them. And, and, and I did this picture instead of a picture from his most recent video, because we're not going there. But if you've not seen the video, he's doing very um, descriptive things with and to Satan. 
And it, it's basically Satanism. Now, some would say, well, he's just doing that for album sales. I don't really care if he believes it or if he's doing it for, for at what point do we say, you know what? Too far. At what point do we say, we're not okay with this leading our ch- culture, our children, and, and, and just looking the other way? Right? Is there no point? Well, we believe in freedom of speech in America. Right, to a point. Now, what's interesting is I could share an unpopular opinion about corona, and that freedom of speech will then be taken down on multiple platforms, but I could put that up, and I won't be touched. That represents a broken system of thought. But what's even worse is that has crept its way into the church and in our leadership. I know, I know people who are more upset right now about Halloween than they are about the fact that we use karma, uh, uh, something that's built into the Hindu belief system in the church. They're more upset about that. Our priorities are out of whack. We need to get a lot more into saying, who is Jesus? What does he want for us? How do we follow him? And how do we belong to him? And, and, and unmix the things that weren't meant to be mixed. We have to get back to that place. We have to get to this place where we, we, are, we are saying, you know what, certain things don't belong where, in, our, in our system of thought. I'm going to throw something at you, mixture that you may not like. You wrestle with this, okay? Did you know yoga is not a, simply a form of stretching. It is one of the foundational principles of worship of Hinduism. Say it again. <laughs> it's not, it, guys, it's not stretching. Is there anything wrong with stretching and concentration? No. Can you stretch in different poses and not have any? Sure. But yoga, it's, it's like saying, it's like if I went to India and said, just read the Bible. Would that go over? And, and, and in numerous parts of India, I would be imprisoned for that. Why? Because that is Christian belief and practice. So is yoga. It's yoga is Hindu practice. Now, you wrestle with that. Well, I, 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 I can do that without the, Okay. I'm not telling you what you can and can't do. I've done stretches. Can you stretch the body without moving into Hinduism? Yes, you can. So relax. Okay. I need to stretch. Look at me. This needs to be elongated, and that's okay, right? It helps. I don't have a great back. I need certain stretches. They help me, okay? But then there comes a point that says, I don't go there. I don't jump into, I don't talk about mantras. Uh, I don't talk, uh, I don't dive into meditation and things like that. Now, I can meditate on the things of the Lord, but clearing my mind, here's the thing. You and I were designed for worship. God set us up that way. He set up the Mosaic Tabernacle. When we try and empty that space, as Buddhism teaches, something fills that space. It's a vacuum, and something's going to come into it. You cannot undesign God's design. We can't do it. But we are doing it over and over and over. We keep trying to somehow add things to the way of following Jesus, and we can't. 1 Timothy 4 even teaches about this. And he says, Now the Holy Spirit 
tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They'll follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. If you are listening to Christian leaders who are telling you you can blend with this and that and the other, and that is fine, I, I would encourage you to stop listening to them. I don't mean me. I mean, if I do that, yeah, cut me out too, <laughs> right? But, but if you're like, you know, meditation's fine, and you can pray. No, no, it's not. No, no, no. Go and don't listen to me. Go back to the Bible. Find out. Can I meditate on again? Can I meditate on the things of the Lord? Yes. Okay. Let's put it in. Let's put it in today's context, right? Is there? Can you tell me? Can you show me a scripture that says? Uh, candy and costumes is devil worship. No, you cannot. But you can say things that celebrate death and the occult. You can't say, no, I'm not going there. No, because God isn't okay with that. All right? Can you stretch without practicing Hinduism? Yes. But can that easily move into Hinduism? If you're not careful, it will. Right? These are the things we have to, we have to realize, okay, this far, but then no further. We have to shore up the foundations again. And that's good news. The best part of this is we're on the age of grace. God isn't here to condemn you and say, how dare you? And look what Pastor Brian, you're an evil, nasty sinner. Or, or they're condemning me. No, 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 no. You go back to him and wrestle with him with it. God loves you. He tells us these things to help us and protect us, not to take us out. Okay, and now it's adapted itself into like a humanism. The thing about Eastern religions is most of them are either atheistic, polytheistic, and or pantheistic, which means they believe in no gods, some gods, or everything is God. And now in the West, we're like a hybrid of all of it. We don't even know what we believe, right? I hear politicians and famous people talk more about karma and humanism than they talk about anything else, and they don't know what they're saying. They sound, I love them, they sound really stupid. Okay, I used to, uh, you know, like, I, I remember, and he's not really around much anymore, but Bill O'Reilly used to talk about Christianity as like, well, it's a philosophy. And I'm like, you're just, you're just, just stop. Just stop talking, because you don't sound smart. <laughs> you know, on, on some issues, some guys, you're like, I like that. And then they open their mouth on something else, and you're like, oh, oh, just stop talking. <laughs> oh, you're just not smart. <laughs> You know, in certain arenas, right, it's like if you wanted me to talk about global economics, you're going to leave Thrive. But, 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 but on religion, I know what I'm talking about. I, I do know this stuff. I've studied it quite a bit. Uh, I'm no expert. Uh, I'm not a professor, but, but I know it. I, I'm fairly well-versed. And, and what I know is we can't mix with some of the stuff, and now we're living in that culture of, like, humanism, hybrid, Eastern religion, right? Anybody here have seen, I'm sending you light and love? That's Eastern religion. It's the idea that you have a certain amount of energy within you, and you can send it outward. Instead of saying, I'm going to pray for you and call on God's power to reach you and touch your life, because I can't do it, but I know he can. See the difference? I can't send you a thought. And if I can, it's because I'm messing with witchcraft. I'm messing in, and I'm dabbling in the occult. We, there are certain things that we mix with that don't realize it. Let me, and, and the Bible gives us warning on this. Romans 12, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. 
I got to wrap it up here, but I'll, I'll throw you an example. Here's one you probably don't know. Okay, so the image of the witch, we all know this image, right? Anybody here seen it? Throw it up there, guys. Okay, we all know that image. We see it everywhere. People dress up as it, etc. That actually has a meaning. It's not actually about a, a, a woman who, who grabs an actual broomstick and rides around. It means astral projection. And anybody who's messed with that as part of the occult or Wicca or whatever, that's what that means. It means they leave their body by way of their soul, their physical body still there, and they move around and do things, maybe by a spirit guide or some kind of spiritual power. And they mess with stuff. I know people who've done it. Fortunately, all the people I know who've done it or not saved and got out of that. I know people who, they did it, and then demons locked them out of their body, and they couldn't get back in for a long time. They were terrified, and they were locked in some kind of weird spiritual space. This has meaning. We have adopted it. Ooh, spooky, fun holiday. This has meaning. And anybody who actually practices it knows it. So when my kids dress up, they can dress up for fun, but we're not going there because I won't mix it. Because I know the supernatural is real. And I also know I don't have to be afraid. Jesus has got me. Jesus has got you if you know him and he's in your heart. You don't have to be afraid of the darkness. The Bible says, what can, what can darkness do to light? If we killed all the lights in here and I turn on a flashlight, guess what? The darkness can't be like, go away. Light just dispels darkness. That's what it is. Light wins. Jesus wins. We do not have to be afraid of the demonic, the occult, none of it. We'd be wise about it, right? I'm not going to walk into a room of Satanists and be like, hey, let's talk. Unless God tells me to, but as a rule, he doesn't, right? Because the devil can't kill you, people can. But, but, but the, idea that, the idea that none of this stuff means anything and it's all, and here's what we've done. We've, I want you to say it with me, NBD. Everybody say it. NBD. We've done that in Christianity for the last 20 years to, to ad nauseum, no big deal. It's all no big deal. Some of it is. Some of it's a big deal. Let's, so let's guard our heart. I'm going to share the missionary stories as I'm wrapping up here. Come on up. Come on up, guys. Come on up, worship team. We're going to close. But I want to think on the idea for just a minute. As we are about to go out and share the gospel on this day, love on our community, hopefully, and, and, and able to move, uh, see God move on them, I'm going to share a missionary story that I, I shared a couple weeks ago. Some missionary friends of mine who are missionaries to Mexico, uh, their whole missionary career, my, one of my best friends, Josh, who's now a missionary in Poland, but grew up in Mexico as a missionary kid. They're from Texas originally, and I remember one time we were driving in the car, and we were in Dallas, and uh, I was visiting there for something, and, and I asked them, you know, they asked, they asked, I asked them how I could pray for them, and they, they told me some of the things, and, and they asked, how, how could they pray for me? And I, I shared just some of my woes about our country and what was happening, and, and this was probably over 10 years ago then. You know, now, like, whew, we're at a loss. Like, what's happened? And they said, you know, the thing, the challenging thing about America it's also gray we've just grayed out a lot of stuff and made nothing's black and white it's all just well maybe you can maybe you can't it's fine it's this it's that what if it isn't 
So what if we just said, God, you know what? I don't need to figure it all out. I don't need to come under condemnation. I don't need to beat anybody else up, and I don't need to figure out anybody else's sin. But would you set me apart? Could I belong to you a little bit closer? Could I know exactly what it is to worship you? Could I be a little less, a little more like Moses and a little less like Aaron's sons? Would you do that in me? I can't, the truth is we can't change us. But that's good news, not bad. We can't, unlike every other religion, we don't, not only do we not have to, we don't need to ascend to God. He came to us. We don't need to become like him. He makes us like him. We don't need to improve our behavior. He transforms us and resurrects us. So today, what I encourage you as we go out, as we tear down and go set up our trunks and love on people, pour out the transformative love of God that is nothing like the world, but transforms the world forever. Pour that out. It says, I am set apart. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. And where I'm not, he's making me that way. He is setting me apart. He is correcting in me all the stuff that's broken. He is perfecting me. Let's stand together. Let the Lord do that work. Let him transform you by the renewing of your mind. Go in that spirit today that says, I know his will for me. I know he's with me. I know he loves me. I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm redeemed. And I know no darkness today can undo the light that burns inside of me. None of it. I'm going to burn the darkness up, not the other way around. I'm going to be unafraid. I'm going to go forth in power. And I'm being set apart. God, where I mixed up my philosophies, I'm sorry. Father, I pray today, I pray for those things, God, where we've mixed ingredients, we've used the wrong things, had some of the wrong ideas. Correct us, purge us, make us right. And I pray that we would go forth in power to share that. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope this message spoke to you and helped you grow in your knowledge of and love for God. Visit us online anytime at EncounterThrive.com and reach out with questions, prayer requests, or comments. We hope to see you for our in-person services in Lockport, Illinois, Sundays at 10.